Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your everybody and welcome to the signs of life radio show um the medium insights hour uh brought to you by the forever foundation forever family foundation and signs of life radio so we gather here every month to explore the mindsets mindsets of many accomplished mediums related to the study of the consciousness spirituality and the afterlife my name uh is roman karpishka and i'm very excited to welcome joanne gerber to the show Joanne is a gifted internationally recognized psychic medium known for her natural ability to bring through evidential messages from those in the spirit world. As a medium, Joanne has demonstrated her abilities as a clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient, attuning herself to higher frequencies, along with the effort of those in the spirit to allow the spirit communication to take place. She's also a research medium at Winbridge Institute. Uh, Winbridge Research Institute, I should say, and is a certified medium with the Forever Family Foundation and a member on its medium advisory board. She's an ordained spiritualist minister and she lectures, teaches classes, has workshops, holds demonstrations throughout the both live um, and, you know, throughout the world and online. And her uh, her web address where she can be, you know, where, where you can set up appointments, get a hold of her is joannegerber.com, J-O-A-N-N-E-G-E-R-B-E-R.com. So as always, as for quite some time, actually, our commercial free shows are going on. So no interruptions. Sit back, put your feet up, curl up with a nice blanket, pet or loved one, have a drink on us and let us stimulate your intellect for the next hour or so. But before we introduce Joanne, a couple of special announcements, like I always do. Um, Bob's book is still available on Amazon, The Medium Explosion, A Guide to Navigating uh, the World of Those Who seem, uh, who Claim to Communicate with the Dead. Uh, it's a really amazing book. I, I would highly suggest that you get it. And, of course, you can always see the Netflix docuseries Surviving Death, which is now streaming, featuring Bob, the late friend, and um, the Forever Family Foundation uh, mediums, are, or many of them are on there. Um, and <clears throat> it's, it's a really, really well done show. And, by the way, tonight's show is for research and information only, so your questions are always welcome, but keep in mind that no readings will be done tonight, okay? So please do not call in with the readings. That's, a, that's for a different show. So for the several past shows, probably for the last half year or so, we've come up with a format where we've been bringing up questions that you guys come up with, our listeners. And it's been very successful. So we're, if it ain't broke, we're going we're gonna to keep going with it. So um, we're going to read some questions that, that were sent in by email. Um, and also, if you do have any questions, please dial 1-888-627-6008. All right. So, hey, Joanne, welcome to the show. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Roman. How are you? I'm doing good. Nice to have you here. 
It's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, last time, last time we spoke was I think back in September. Yeah, so, months have passed by, and uh, wishing you a happy New Year. Wishing our listeners Thank you. a happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, and to all of you as well. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, I hope you know twenty twenty two is going to be better than twenty twenty. You know, I hope so. <laughs> or or twenty twenty one for that matter. But you know, yes. So far, I, think- I don't know. <laughs> yeah well we have to keep thinking positive right i mean uh and every day positive. goes by we learn more uh individually and collectively and uh it's all part of the divine plan so <laughs> yeah i hear you i hear you um so uh yeah um are you what, what part of the what, what part of the globe are you in or the united I'm states i'm in right outside of boston massachusetts oh okay that's right boston okay mm-hmm. And um, you guys getting a lot of snow over there? Not really. Um, we got a little bit last week, but uh, then it got very cold and well, it warmed up and then got cold. So typical New England weather, you know, uh, we could have 80 degrees one day and snow the next. So <laughs> um, kind of get used to the erratic weather in you. New England. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Hey, you know yeah. what? We're going to start off the show with a caller. We got a caller right away on line one. Oh, good. Uh, we have a Steve from San Francisco, California, on line one. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. You got a question for Joanne? Yeah, I had a, a question about uh, photographing orbs during mediumship. Um, I mentioned my background. I go back like 25 years to International Ghost Hunter Society, and I used to do uh, haunt, haunt, go on haunts and take photographs of orbs and I've also taught some ESP, and I have a a question. Um, it has to do with whether a medium is reading a person's mind with ESP, or whether they're actually reading the spirit. Now, I've done a lot of uh, spirit photography, like uh, my deceased wife. I've had several photographs, I mean, of her orb with flash camera. I've actually been able to ask her to pose at a certain place, and I got a photo of that. So my question is, if someone questions whether you're reading the spirit or you're reading the, the mind of the person there, why not have people bring in flash cameras and actually shoot flash pictures of the ceiling just to see if they can catch the orb? Now, the downside would be they'd be disappointed if there wasn't an orb. And uh, so I was just wondering about what the difference between orb, uh, reading an orb or reading what you call frequencies. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Good question. Good question. Um, yeah. Um, so that's like a, almost a two or three part question. So let me go back to um, your question about whether we're reading the mind of a person when we're doing a reading. So um, psychics don't really read minds. Um, people think we do read minds and that we know all your thoughts and everything that's going through your mind, but that's not a true statement. Um, We've been referred to as being mind readers, so to speak, but it's actually not what a psychic does. When a psychic is working with somebody and doing a reading for them, they're reading their energy. So what they're actually tapping into is their auric vibration or the electromagnetic field around them, which contains information about their life, their past, could be past in this lifetime, past lives, um, their present, what's going on now, and, of course, what they can see coming forward based upon 
reading their energy. So we're not actually reading your thoughts or your mind. We're actually reading your energy. And of course, that energy does consist of your emotions and maybe things going through your mind and things can be picked up in your uh, aura, um, the energy of your aura, even information sometimes about loved ones that are past. That's why um, um, I like working indirectly mostly um, for the most validation when I read for people because when I go directly to somebody in a live audience, it's like I'm going directly to their aura and I may pick up information on a psychic level, but that doesn't validate the existence of, of the spirit or spirit communication. So when a medium connects with a loved one that's passed on or a spirit, um, they are connecting with the energy of a loved one who no longer has a physical body. They're not communicating necessarily with the person that's having the reading. That would be more of a psychic reading. So I always say my spirit, my body connecting to the spirit in another person's body is a psychic reading. And my spirit, my body connecting to a spirit who no longer has a physical body body, a discarnate, is a mediumistic reading or spirit communication. Um, it would be interesting if people could take pictures while they're having a reading. Um, I don't know, you know, how that would work with the energy. I don't know if an orb is guaranteed to show up um, through a photographic process every time somebody has a reading. Um, I can't guarantee. I don't know the data on on that. I don't know if that's um, anything that's been tested, um, you know. But I do. I do believe in orbs. Um, people show me orbs all the time. I, I have seen some very profound images myself of my own loved ones passed on through uh, photography. Um, but I always tell people, you know. I mean, I, I know that you. I've had experience uh, with this, uh, Steve, but um, other people don't, and they just have dust on their lens, and they just think they're seeing, you know, they're capturing photographs of spirit. So I think with the with the right eye and the right mind, we can make a good discernment as to what is really spirit energy and what might be something else. And I think it's really important that we rule out, you know, the could-be's and the possibilities so that we know that we're actually catch, capturing the energy of the spirit loved one. Uh, so, yeah, I think um, orbs can definitely be photographed during readings or demonstrations of mediumship. I don't see that um, that wouldn't be validating. But I do feel the best validation um, of communicating with loved ones past is the evidence of communication. The information that a loved one could speak about that can't be found on the Internet or within that person's aura necessarily. It might be um, things that they've done, you know, since their loved one passed or shared memories or the loved one that's passed uh, expressing their personality, their hobbies, things they like to do in this lifetime, things that um, would only come from the actual spirit. Okay, that's good. I have one question on that. If you're reading a, an aura within a person, does that mean that the spirit has actually moved into their body uh, in order uh, to get a good reading, and you're reading the, the energy of the spirit uh, surrounding them like an envelope or something. So, like I said, the aura of, um, of a person here alive in the physical, um, if you're reading the aura, you're tapping into their psychic energy. When I, when I read the aura of um, a discarnate, a loved one that's passed, then I'm reading the energy 
of that loved one that's passed on. So there's two different energies. That's why we have different types of readings. Like one is psychic, which is tapping into the personal energy of the person, their electromagnetic field, the aura. And then the second would be spirit communication or mediumship, which is connecting with the energy or the aura of the presence of an, an um, energy of a loved one who's passed on. So when we're tapping into somebody, someone's own energy, we're actually reading them psychically. Of course, they may have memories too or, or, or information in their aura that could be picked up and it could be taken as, well, maybe this is psychic. But that's why the, you know, the evidentiary part of what we do is so important because we want to rule out that we're actually communicating with the physical mind or the physical body of a person and obtaining information. We want to be sure that we are connecting with the aura of the discarnate where the information is coming from. Okay. Great. Thanks, Anne. Great answer. Thank you. You're very Thank welcome. You, Thank you very calling. much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <clears throat> have a great day, Steve. Thank you. So before we get to, we have another caller, but before we get to that caller, I just want to touch on orb because one of my most amazing experiences was with, with an orb. Um, three months after my son, my five-year-old son crossed over, I was at a christening in Yonkers, New York. And a person took a picture of me arm in arm with two other people, uh, you know, family members, and I'm wearing a sweater and this orb appeared right over my heart. And, it, you know, I'm going, there's something to this orb. And we blew it up and a face started appearing on it. And I sent it over to my uncle, who's a, a graphic artist, and he did this thing called the dodge and burn. And that's where you, you take the pixelations and you just enhance them in terms of contrast uh, without adding or subtracting anything. And this beautiful image of my son's face with angel wings was right in embedded in that orb. It's the most amazing fabulous. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I said, that you is know, fabulous. Forever Family Foundation has a record of, I sent it over to them. I, and to this day, I mean, I, I look at it every day. It, it was just such a big meaning to me because it was and, exactly my son's face with angel wings on that orb. There was and nothing, you know, the camera mm-hmm. didn't have a flash, nothing. There was, and it was a, a sweater that are non-reflective. It just appeared right. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. It is. It's so profound to have that experience, especially if we're believers. We still need the validation. Of course. You know, um, even for my own loved ones, I always ask for validations. I know they're around me all the time. I told, of course, I totally believe in it. (laughs) But, you know, I want them to show me signs too, especially when I'm in need of of some um, guidance. And uh, it's a wonderful validation. And that's fabulous that you got that validation, Roman. Such a big one. Sure. Often, but that was. That was the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I, I had an aura reading myself, and um, I was down at the, visiting Cape Cod in Provincetown um, about probably about 10 years ago. And this woman had an, now the auras that you get, if you want to get an aura picture taken, that you put your hand to a machine, and it's like a biofeedback machine. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it records your energy, and it comes out in colors and shows your chakras and the human energy system with the whole report to go with it. But this woman was using the old fashioned curling in photography, which is the original uh-huh. aura camera. And in that image that she took of me, of my aura right next to me was a round face, perfectly round with my dad's face in it. And it was just after he passed. 
And I wasn't, you know, expecting it. I wasn't looking to make any connections. He just yeah. showed up. It's when you don't expect it. Ex- yes, I know. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of people don't see signs either, because they're expecting them to come in a certain way. Yeah. And when they don't, they think, oh, I'm just imagining things or that couldn't be him or her doing this or that. But, you know, sometimes it can be very subtle. It can yeah. be a very gentle um, or unexpected um, sign and uh, they're always around us I do believe well that, yeah absolutely so we got another long uh, another caller uh, we have Julie from New York online too Julie welcome to the show hi hello how are you hi can you hear us hi Julie yeah hi nice to meet you thanks for doing this yeah thanks for calling you got a question for for Joanne yes yeah, so um I guess um, my question is, like, if you keep, you know, asking for sign and, you know, I, 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 I usually, like, will look at my mother's picture. My mother passed four days, four years ago this Monday. Um, I'm sorry. If I stare at, thank you. And if I stare at her picture and I say, please, please give me a sign, I feel like sometimes she'll come in my dreams. Or there was one night um, that I felt. Her arm, like, I, I felt like somebody touched me on my arm. I felt that a few times. And like you were saying about imagining it, like, is that imagined or is that real? Um, when you were saying before about um, when they think of us or they could see us, you said they just really feel our energy. They can't, you know, if we're thinking of them, they don't know that. Or, you know, like when you no, say they, they do, know our actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what that's yeah. when they come like, um, when you're really thinking about them mostly or yes well i do believe mm-hmm. that, that that's the way we communicate with our loved ones because in mm-hmm. our in our thoughts in our mind energy that when we think about our loved ones that those thoughts are infused with love right the emotion of love and the way mm-hmm. that our loved ones communicate with us is with their energy and with their love and in quantum physics we know that energy doesn't die but it does transform <laughs> And energy is one of the most powerful energies in the universe because mm-hmm. love is love is the energy that we use to send prayers and healing to people. When we're thinking good thoughts of people, when we care about people, it's all positive energy. And even though, you know, your loved ones aren't here in the physical, their spirit contains that love, that their spirit, um, their energy, their survival of consciousness, as we call it, contains that energy, the intelligence, the memories, the personality of the person, um, and the love. So when you're thinking, I always find that when you're thinking of a loved one, that they're also thinking of you. Um, and we may not always recognize that because, you know, honestly, we weren't, we don't come into this life necessarily wired to look for spirit and look for discarnates to whether it be people or animals on the other side to communicate with other beings. We don't really learn to do that. We have to seek it out and kind of learn how to do it ourselves. That's why a lot of people will take classes for that reason, because they want to explore that. And people talk about having a gift to be able to communicate. But, you know, it's not just for mediums. We all have the gift. We just have Mm -hmm. to decide if we want to open it and when we want to open it. For myself, I didn't start to explore this till my mid-30s, even though I was curious my whole life. But I actually started to go into classes and I joined a spiritualist church where um, we support 
um, communicating with the afterlife. So I found the resources so that I could learn. And I read the books and took classes and educated myself on what this is all about. Because I always find that Mm -hmm. if you can understand something, you know, if you can Mm -hmm. understand something that you didn't understand before, then you can you can detect the presence of spirit. Once you understand how spirit works, you may be more open to to uh, receive signs. And I think talking to the picture of your mom is a great idea. I know a lot of a lot of people do that. That's a way of communicating. I do it myself. You know, I'll walk mm-hmm. by a picture of family members or past and say, you know, I love you and I know you're around me and thank you for for being with me. Thank you for working with me. I always feel that my loved ones work with me with the work I do for others too, that they're kind of like my spirit team on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, people really don't know what to expect when when you say you're going to get a sign from your loved ones or so watch for the sign they don't they don't understand a lot of people don't understand what that might be it could be something very subtle like for me um, my loved ones send me hearts a lot so I could be walking my dog mm-hmm. and find a heart-shaped rock or I've, I've found like a heart-shaped coin heart-shaped stickers and I have a whole altar full of all my little findings that I know were signs for my loved ones um, it could be be just moving an object, something light, a piece of jewelry, or, um, you know, you come back to your desk and the picture is, has turned a little bit, you know, they're able to move small objects and do things like that as signs. Also, yeah. um, other signs that are more broader would be like, you know, birds and winged, winged insects mm-hmm. and winged creatures and, um, things like that, that a lot of us will look up to the sky or, or look out our window and feel like that's a connection with a loved one, like cardinals, things like that. They become kind of like an iconic, uh, symbol for, for, um, signs from loved ones. Not that everybody receives signs that way. Sure. Some of us do, but others receive it in different ways. Um, it could be a song that comes on the radio. Um, we're thinking of them and a song comes on uh, with their name in it or something or a song that was connected with them, with you and them. Um, they always find a way to communicate. If you believe in it, I always say, if you believe, you will receive because it's hard to receive signs when you when you don't believe in it or you don't know what to really look for. Um, you know, I always try to rule out. I always try to rule all the possibilities like, you know, when I receive signs that could this, is there any other way this could have happened? You know, I try to analyze a little bit because I still look for proof. Even after all these years of doing readings for 25, almost 25 years, I'm still looking for evidence. I'm still always wanting to get, get that evidence if it's not for somebody else, it's for myself. Have you ever, um, did, I'm sorry, did you, I, I lost you there, I'm sorry. Have you ever used a pendulum? Yes, I have. But um, I I don't use a pendulum for readings. I don't use any tools. Uh, Most mediums don't use any tools of divination to connect with loved ones. For yourself, I I think, you know, you can use whatever you feel comfortable with. A pendulum, I find, is useful in, in answering psychic questions. You know, should I buy this car? Should I date this person? (laughs) You know, as long as you've established and have a firm yes or no answer and you trust, you know, you've properly set up your pendulum the way that you should and not just grab a pendulum and let it swing and decide that if that's going to be a yes or no. You really have to kind of program the pendulum for your yes and no answers first. But um, Mm -hmm. I don't use a pendulum to connect with loved ones. I think the best way is just to send it out in Mm -hmm. thought. 
and just trust it, mm-hmm. you know, send it out there. And they know because I do feel they live in almost like a parallel universe where they, they're on the other side, they're learning and growing, connecting with their loved ones that have passed and their animals that have passed too. And then they're also watching over us like guardian angels because that's what their love is. Their love surrounds mm-hmm. us and they try to protect us and they try to assist us and the things that they can assist us with. And, and if they can communicate and let us know and give us a sign, they will absolutely do that. Um, and signs come many ways, like in dreams too, and not just material objects that you might find out when you're out for a walk, but, you know, it can be, like I said, what I mentioned before, birds and different things, um, rainbows. Mm-hmm. It could be just something mm-hmm. you don't see ordinarily every day. I think that's the key. It's not something ordinary. Right, right. I mean, I've gone as far to say, like, send me a purple snake or, a, you know, this car, and, and it's come. It's, like, strange. It's, like, all of a sudden I'll see a commercial on TV or I'll see mm-hmm. it on, like, or Facebook, and I'm, like, wow. You know, like, I'll ask. What you say, what's the chances of that happening, right? Exactly. That's what I always yeah. say. What's the chances of that happening? You know, mm-hmm. let me rule out the ordinary because this is something very extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And usually they send signs when we, you know, when we most need them, even when we don't ask for it. We could be going mm-hmm. through a difficult time, or uh, and they'll send a sign, and and there's no denying the sign that they sent, something undeniable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they just know, you know, they want us to heal. They don't want us to be sad. They want mm-hmm. us, you know, to go on with our life. They know how much. They know what we're going through, and you know, they miss us too. Because that's part mm-hmm. of the love energy is missing somebody when you're not around them, when you've lost somebody. That grief that we go through when we lose a loved one is um, um, what we experience. But we, but our our um, our loved ones don't want us to um, to be in grief for the rest of our lives. They want us to. Ha- they want to help us to heal too, because they want to let us know that they're okay. And I think that's one of the biggest questions when somebody passes. Are they okay? Where'd they go? And are they okay? Yeah. They miss us as much as we miss them because they see us. We don't see them. I mean, unless you're a medium, of course. Um, yes, I do believe. Absolutely. You know, they want to be with us here, but they right. know they're not in the physical anymore. And they know the only way they can communicate is, is, when you ask for signs and they can produce signs mm-hmm. for validation mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe we have dreams of them. Um, dreams are a wonderful way people communicate with their own loved ones that are past. Okay. Well, Julie, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for your call. Very great question. No, thank you. I appreciate her. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> have a great night, Julie. You too. You too. Okay. Thank you. Uh-oh. So our phones are really lighting up here. We got a um, we got a Tim from Pennsylvania on line one. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, uh, both uh, Roman and Joanne. So, just following up on the previous call, um, and my wife, who is not one to dwell in cemeteries, she doesn't like to talk about death. I it probably scares her at some level. Uh, the only time after her aunt or her aunt, her grandmother passed away, uh, was several years 
after she went to the cemetery. And very shortly thereafter, she's going through spare change in her pocket. And she says to me, look at this, look at this. Her grandmother was born in 1899, and she collected Liberty Dimes, which weren't made in 1899. But in my wife's uh, pocket change is an 1899 coin that is silver that looks like a dime. We investigated. It was actually a penny. It wasn't an Indian head penny, uh, and it was before Lincoln pennies were made, but it was actually silver. And it absolutely looked almost like brand new, and it was over 100 years old. Uh, my wife has asked me, and so I thought I'd take the opportunity to ask you folks, and again, following up with the previous call, what could possibly be a mechanism where somebody could ha- get a dime like this to my wife, or, or a penny really, that would indicate that this is clearly a message from her grandmother? How, how do they do this? Well, the ports. Um, yep, and um, you know we don't we don't always know how it how it exactly happened or when it was slipped into your pocket or you know we don't really know when it happened, but we know however it happened, they're able to move small objects like Roman just said, ports and things like that. But um, you know we we don't know when it happened. I mean, a lot of these things we we don't have a logical explanation for a lot of it because we really don't exactly know all the information we don't really know exactly to say you know this is exactly how this happened you know we don't know that but we do know the oddity um and the rarity of that coin appearing and the connections with the the coin and the year and your wife and a grandmother and all that i mean i i have no doubt that's a sign and like yeah, I said, we, sometimes we signs happen point. unexpectedly, you know, they don't, it's not what we expect, for instance, you know, yeah. we're expecting like a certain specific sign, like, okay, if, if my loved one's around, I'll see a rainbow today. And it could be snowing out. Most likely you're not going to see a rainbow if it's snowing. So you, how, how are you going to see a rainbow? But you might find that coin in your pocket somehow. Yeah. You can also, instead of asking, how did this happen? You can ask yourself, why did this happen? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It, I know after my dog a... passed, after my dog passed, I found nickels all over my house. And that was the first time I've ever experienced it was my first dog. I, and I had just begun this, you know, profession. And um, I was becoming aware of signs and looking for signs. And I've never received such strong signs from an animal that's passed. If, uh, if we know that humans do, can communicate signs, but animals can too. You know, and that just goes to show the power of intelligence even after the survival of the change called death. You know, um, that, that never truly leaves the energy. Well. Thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. I have a second question, so I don't know whether there's time for that or not. Uh, is there for a brief, quick question? Go ahead, Tim. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, so I believe the person's name is Ian Stevenson. Uh, is a gentleman that's done a lot of research on uh, reincarnation past lives. Past life, yes. And uh, 
Yeah, he, he and and one of the questions that I, I would have of somebody who's experienced uh, Indian such as yourself is: ha, are, to, are you aware, or have you had any experience in dealing with these fairly young children who claim to have had a past life and have, in essence, done a reading for them in which personalities that they knew in the previous life have come through? So I um, I have never done a past life regression uh, with a young child. Um, sometimes information about past lives do come through in a reading. They just randomly come through. Um, but the right way to really explore past life would be to go through a past life regression, which is done through the through hypnotherapy and I used to do that when I was a hypnotherapist um, I did um, experience past lives with adults I, I didn't work with children specifically so but I do believe because I have um, had many clients with children and they told me stories that the children told them about like their great grandparents that passed away way before they were born and they didn't even know what they looked like. And these children were talking about the kind of house they lived in and the kind of work they did just as if they were doing a reading, you know, giving a reading from a loved one that's passed on, whether they spent a past life with them or they're connecting with the other side that's to be determined. Um, but I do believe in past lives. Um, I absolutely believe in it. Um, you know, reincarnation and past lives and all that is something that doesn't, not that the spirit talks about normally in a session, at least when I do readings. Um, I was just talking about this in my class saying, well, if somebody knew that their dad was reincarnated um, and he was the guy working at Starbucks down the street, and somebody said that's it's in a medium or somebody said that's your dad, you know, he's come back to life. I think that would be a little bit kind of odd and feel kind of funny for the client. And we couldn't really validate that. If we can validate something, then people can believe it. But it has to be validated. And I think the the uh, information and, of course, going back to Dr. Brian Weiss with his book, Many Lives, Many Masters, he tapped into all that, too. There's many, many authors now and scientists that have written about that. Um, but I think, you know, it definitely exists. Um, and I think it's very real, um, especially like with children, because children, they don't have really any filters, you know, and they'll just talk and they'll describe things just as it's coming into their mind. So it's very pure in most cases. Uh, and I do find a lot of that evidence is received from from children that have experienced past lives. And uh, Tim, you might want to check out the works from Jim Tucker. He was a student of Stevenson and he continued his work and has done so much research into all of that. So look up Jim I'm Tucker. I'm actually reading his book now. Okay. Uh, I'm actually reading the book go. by him yeah. now. So, yeah, that's yeah. why this was on my, on my head. Uh, thank you very much, both of you, and Happy New Year to you both. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank and you Happy Tim. New Year to you as well. Take care. All right. So. <clears throat> Thank you, Tim. So we have another caller. We have somebody from Hawaii on line five. We have Nelson. Nelson, welcome to the show. Hi. Are you there, Nelson? Yeah. I'm Hi, there. welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, this show has taught me so much things. Um, one of the things that Roman was speaking about, I think, was about his son um, showing up as an orb. I had a yep. similar mm -hmm. experience in 
I had my, does he use some surveillance cameras around his home? Because this is how I got images of my dog, Charlie. Um, these images would show like an orb, like three orbs or so. And then all of a sudden, the next image would show him in full form and so much details. And I've shared it with other, like my friends, and they, they all tell me that look like that looks like my dog. Um, <laughs> it would show him for a moment and looking at the bed, for example, and then he would go upwards and then disappear. And then next thing I know, it, I see laser light going through around the room like he's flying around the room. And then in another mm -hmm. image, I saw him in midair, like lying down and facing the cabinet. Later on, like um, weeks later, I found out why he was laying there. He was looking at his old treat behind the cabinet that had fallen in there. <laughs> and um, That's something, huh? Yeah, so, mm -hmm. yeah, and he still communicates with me. Um, he, he, um, in two occasions, like mornings, I would ask him if he was there to beat the Bluetooth phone. And in a matter of seconds, he responded with like two beeps. And then another evening, he, I asked him and he beat him like nonstop in a matter of seconds. Two days ago, while I was watching a movie on TV, it beat one time for no reason. And I thought, wow. And then the movie I was watching, like in two minutes later, it said, look for a sign. And I was like shocked because that day was 1-11, uh -huh. 2022. And I noticed a pattern with his signs. They're like patterns with numbers. And I read Laurelyn Jackson's book yes. about a boy yes, numbers Caleb can be signs as like well. Numbers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I asked him, "Is Caleb involved in in your um spirit show events, advancements, and all that?" I never got a answer from that, but my friend who is psychic told me um that I'm psychic. I didn't believe him. And one day I was speaking to my sister who was having a real hard time. All of a sudden, his her husband showed up in my mind saying a phrase to her and it's, he said, I love you. And I told her, is there any significance for that? Because it's just coming inside of my head and I know I didn't think that. And she said, mm -hmm. oh, he used to tell me, I love you every day. And I'm always asking him, why do you say that? Because I don't know, because in her culture, in our culture, it's not normal to um, say that every day. And mm -hmm. my brother-in-law still sends me messages but then mm -hmm. they're not, I'm, I'm not asking for them. They just come through. But when mm -hmm. I'm trying to communicate also with my dog, Charlie, the only way I communicate with him is through a beeping of the Bluetooth phone. I haven't had those verbal messages like from my brother-in-law. Is mm -hmm. there a way where I can actually, maybe because he communicated without verbal messages while he was alive that, this is how he found right. that he could communicate with me. Yeah, so and you're talking the way, about the spirit, the spirit of an animal versus the spirit of a person. So the communication yeah. will be different because the dog couldn't speak English, you know, couldn't yeah. speak a language. Um, animals communicate telepathically. And mm -hmm. so even from spirit, that's really like a telepathic communication. We connect with spirit. Mm -hmm. It's mind-to-mind -mind communication. So you're communicating mm -hmm. with the energy of your dog and his energy, mm -hmm. his mind, you know, his memories, his thoughts, just like a person. But a lot of times when mm -hmm. I do readings, animals will come through with specific evidence. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes about their mm-hmm. life or, or their passing or, you know, description of what they look like or what kind of dog they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're often accompanied by um, loved ones because they want to mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm not alone. I'm okay. I'm with, you know, Uncle Uncle Sam on the other side or something, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, that um, I saw I, I was there when he made the transition or vice versa. A lot of times I get those kind of messages from animals. With with my dog, he, he suffered from liver shunt. So like for four years, two months, he suffered from it. He couldn't eat normal mm-hmm. foods. He had to um, put him on mm-hmm. medications. Um, so he sorry. He died a tragic death. Yeah, he had encephalopathy where his brain swelling constantly. Oh, but he survived so those, those situations. It was heartbreaking mm-hmm. each time, but it was very hard to watch him suffer. But the, the doctor at the hospital... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the doctor tried to do everything she could to keep him alive. Um, at sometimes I wonder if maybe his suffering was not worth it. That he, we even tried surgery and all that, and that didn't work. Um, and I'm kind well, of wondering if that is his You did the best you can for Charlie. You yeah. did the best you could mm-hmm. to keep him alive, but give him some sort of quality of life. And you know, I'm sure that he felt that that he couldn't have that and it was time hit for his time to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think you wasted time or energy um, trying to help him. Absolutely not. And mm-hmm. our animals appreciate that, you know, just like a human mm-hmm. does. They just may not have a, a human form of expression, just like they don't have a human he form did. of expression from mm-hmm. spirit, but they're very he much did like greatly people. Show appreciation. You know? In mm-hmm. life, he, yeah. did. he showed a lot of mm-hmm. appreciation. And when he died, he died on Mother's Day and he left. Uh, like you guys talked about, an upward. He sent me a wedding ring. On he died on Mother's Day, and then in the, the near the kennel where we transported him to the hospital, there was a wedding ring, a gold band, and no one owned it. And I'm wondering mm. where it came from. And I know it was from him because there was I think a link between Mother's Day and that ring. So, like you, you said, we can't really know why how they're able to teleport objects like that right well Nelson thank you very much for your call I really really appreciate it yes thank you interesting to get a perspective thank you guys animal perspective so yeah have a have a nice evening wish you all the best you too take care thank you okay bye-bye yeah wow so hey the, the show is almost over we didn't even get to our questions yet from from you know from our readers (laughs) <laughs> for our listeners. So I saw this one that really, you know, I, I, I want to start off with this one. It was fourth on the list, but this one, it, it kind of, it really touched me. So I'll, I'll just read it for you. Uh, okay, here we go. I lost my 19-year-old daughter, Faith, in a routine surgery on May 7th, 2021. I've been exploring, albeit desperately, the idea of connecting with the other side and her spirit in particular, and wonder what advice you'd offer to those of us who don't have the gift of mediumship, but so want to continue our relationship slash connections with loved ones who've passed on. Are there specific practices or habits we should work on? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for that person that wrote that. I, I know how that feels. Sure. 
Sure. That's, you know, very tragic loss, especially very unexpected in that situation. So it's very difficult um, when it's mm-hmm. um, and loss is difficult and it's even more difficult when it's unexpected. I mean, that's just what, what I have experienced with people. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do feel that we all have, when they, people say the gift, when they call psychic ability or mediumistic ability a gift, we all have the gift. Um, like some people may have it more than others, a stronger gift or a more developed gift, but we all have the gift. And the way that um, anyone can really experience connecting with loved ones past is just sit quietly and talk to them. Or you can even talk to them out loud. Or like the first caller mentioned, she she looks at pictures. She likes to talk to her mom looking at pictures. Um, you know, that's another way. Uh, we can hold an object maybe that they left to us a piece of jewelry that has their energy in it or an article of clothing maybe that we wear and we may feel their presence more because we have that object. Um, It may feel like we can feel them more or that we feel them more around us because we have their objects or their belongings around us. Um, I just think that we have to kind of let go of the inner skeptic and just trust that if we believe, we will receive. I think yeah. it's very hard to <clears throat> sometimes get the left brain to shut off a bit so we can open the right brain more, like through meditation, and receive things that may not make logical sense to us. Yeah. Um, I also suggest joining uh, a group, like a meditation group, or just sitting quietly at home. We, you know, we have them on Zoom now too, so you don't even have to leave your house. But there's many ways um, that you can make connections with loved ones. It's it's all, you know, no matter where you are, um, you don't have to be at their grave site or anything like that. You don't have to visit. No, them they're the never cemetery. there, anyways. They're no, not there. They're not. They're That's not. right. They're all they're around there. us. You know, their mm-hmm. energy is very expansive. They can be in different places. They could be with a a sibling on uh, the same night that they're with you. They could be maybe doing something, have one foot on the other side and one foot here, as I say. I feel like spirit side of life is like a revolving turnstile, you know, that they can see what's going on here because they are still connected with their loved ones here through the energy of love, but Mm -hmm. yet they're also in a different place or a different energy, a space, a dimension, however you want to look at it, um, where, where they're also progressing on their own spiritual journey and they're connecting with loved ones that passed before them and they're working on maybe to see what they could have changed in this life um which is you know knowing that the healing can go on even after someone passes away they can still come through in a reading and bring healing to their loved ones which is which is really profound and amazing now this person if it if this this faith crossed over on may 7 2021 that's only about nine months ago so I mean, this this parent is still obviously, uh, you know, in the throes of grief. It, it hasn't been a long time, so that mm-hmm. could be a, a a blocker to receiving signs as well. It can be sometimes, yeah. It, it can be, be work the opposite way too. You know, sometimes could, right after yeah. passing is when we experience some of the strongest, some yeah. of the most strongest signs, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not like if you don't experience them right away, you're never going to experience them. I've had you know, readings where people never came through and then 20 years later, they all of a sudden they've come through. So, you know, there's no time space continuum. And, and yes, you know, it is difficult um, to really do anything when you're in a deep state of grief. I think your mind is just really not in the state of mind, maybe to have a reading until 
you feel you're ready for it or make a connection necessary until you really feel like you're ready to do it. You know, yeah. there's no rush to do anything. You have to go with how you're feeling. And everybody's different, of course, because everybody experiences grief and loss differently. Yeah. But what, what I would recommend, um, and it helped me a lot, um, is educating yourself. Okay. That you have the power to do. Now, mm-hmm. there are websites out there. I mean, for example, the, the Forever Family Foundation website is very rich with all kinds of information about the afterlife and spirituality. And another uh, thing that I would recommend for all our listeners is the weekly reports from uh, Victor and Wendy Zamet. That's Z-A-M-I-T. Just Google that name. Look for the Friday after reports. You just sign up. It's free. And boom, every Friday you get a link. And that link takes you to all these fascinating videos of uh, mediums and and spiritual practices and uh, examples, real life examples of like, you know, people, you know, all kinds of spiritual things, you know, it just, it's a plethora of endless. It's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of information out there. It's very easily accessible. Now you don't have to go to a, like a metaphysical bookstore and buy a book. You can, you know, download things online and Kindle and, you know, electronically. So yes, there is definitely, I agree, Roman, there is a wealth of information out there, but it's also important, like you said, to go to the right sources. And the source that you mentioned, I know, is a very trustworthy source. So I would recommend that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's another, uh, there's another uh, radio blog called Skeptico. And it's really from a scientific point of view that this guy, his name is Alex Takiris. He's amazing. Uh, From a very scientific point this guy argues against non-believers and runs circles around them with Mm -hmm. with actual proof and stuff like that it's amazing to listen to him he's got a podcast called skeptical s-k-e-p-t-i-k-o check it Mm -hmm. out it's really really good Mm -hmm. yeah it's really amazing stuff i mean he he deals in a lot of stuff not only uh he deals in the paranormal ufos but i mean a lot of his topics are dedicated to spirituality and the afterlife Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he's he's really really interesting and there's so much out there there really is there's so much that you know seek and you shall find is what i say and it's so Mm -hmm. true though you know and sometimes when we well when we go through a loss then we become spiritual seekers a lot of people are not interested in knowing about the afterlife or never found themselves even wondering about it too much but when they lose a loved one yeah, it can change your whole me. life, right? Yep, yeah, it sure did. Absolutely. And it was me too, but it was with my dog, which got me into this. And my dog, I had a miracle happen when the vets told me she was going to pass at six and a half and she'd live till 12 and a half years old. And, wow. and, that, and that was what set me on my path because <laughs> I had very profound experiences with angels visiting and and uh, spirits and all that, which will be in my book at some point when it's released this year, hopefully. Um, But I have a lot of, you know, experiences I've had with that, with animals too, and people. And it is a profound, it just makes you, it gives you the the thirst to want to learn more, to find the answers. You know, even as a medium years, you know, later, I still, I don't have all the answers to the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most people think yeah. that psychic mediums do, that they know everything, but, you know, that's, that's, un, that's not a true statement. Yeah. We're learning yeah. constantly too, you know, yeah, we're constantly learning from reading and taking classes and also from, from experience doing readings, yeah. mm-hmm. working with spirit. So, yeah. Let's get to another question. 
uh, well, mm -hmm. we still have a little bit of time left. Uh, here, I'll, I'll read it. I am curious and in fact concerned about spirits that have not crossed over to the other side, but remain attached to a certain place or person or even an object. Some are not even aware that they have died. Others believe they aren't worthy of going into the light. My questions are, one, are they destined to remain in this limbo forever? Two, will anyone from the light come to help them cross over? Or is it, us, is it up to us on earth to find and help them? That is a question from Melissa in Michigan. Thank you for your question, Melissa. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, my philosophy on that subject about loved ones, you know, need, need to be guided to light or they don't actually transition right away. I don't believe in that. I have never, you know, and all, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a Hollywood. great way. It's a great, you know, plot for good, good movies, you know, paranormal movies, but in the real life and what we do as mediums, I never get somebody that says, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck and I need help. You have to call a psychic a medium, help me, you know, make the transition or, or let the person grieving for me, let them let go of grief. And there's all kinds of things that I've heard and read, but are they really true? I don't think so. I don't think, I think that once we're, from my own philosophy, my own existential experience is that we, when we go, we go. And our loved ones are there to help guide us um, mm -hmm. to the other side. They're waiting for us. They know we're going to pass and they want to comfort us and, and help us with that transition, make us feel at peace no matter how we pass. So I, I do not believe that we need to um, pay people to send loved ones to the light. And I think it's not. A I, I don't find it to be true. Um, mm -hmm. I can, like I said, I can only um, gather my own philosophy from my own experiences. Um, what people put in a book is up for discernment by the audience, and people have to decide what they truly believe in and what their what resonates with their belief system. Um, because you pick up a different book, it's going to tell you yep. something else. Yep. You um, know what, Joanne? I am a hundred percent in agreement with you on this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sure. Let's get to the Yeah, well, there's no, um, you know, people worry because they're like, I wonder, they'll read something like that and they'll say, I wonder if my mother, you know, it didn't make it to the other side yet because she was upset because she was dying. The and it's a really scary thought for the person that's grieving. The whole concept of purgatory is based on that. Exactly. Give, give money mm -hmm. to the church so your uncle yes. Zeno will go to heaven. Right. That's Don't send, pay for your sins, all so that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. It's unfortunate. It's it's not the way. I don't think it's the way it really is. I think it's it's you know rules by religion or or order that that say this is that and that's that. But is it is there truth to it? Probably not. Yeah. Um, truth. The truth very, is in your own experience. Yeah, and that's a very good question because it brought up a good point. You know, and I'm glad we we addressed that point. That's really mm -hmm. a really good. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Okay. Here's a without time. I think for one more question. Um, Asking for signs from our departed family. Is this a thing that requires a lot of energy on their part? And if you don't get a sign, which I haven't, is there a particular way it needs to be asked for, i.e. thinking it, saying out loud, picturing it or in mind or some other way? So that's the mm -hmm. question. So I think, like I said earlier, you can talk quietly in your mind or visualize them in your mind to talk to them and ask them for a sign. I don't think there's um, a specific uh, decorum for how to communicate. I think what feels right to you. And some people write letters to their loved ones asking for signs. Some people look up in the sky, even though we really know that 
they're not up there, they're all around us. Um, you know, but whatever you feel makes a connection, I think that's okay because your loved ones know that you're, you're looking for a sign. And, um, you know, sometimes when we look too hard, we don't see the signs. Sometimes when we have expectations, we don't see the signs. So I always say release expectations and expect the unexpected because um, like the gentleman that called before about the coin with the date on it, um, that's something that wasn't expected from the reach into his pocket and find that kind of coin that's probably hasn't been in circulation for hundreds of years and, you know, uh, things like that, you know, happen. And um, so there's no uh, right or wrong way to ask there's no way you just you just have to send it off with intention and believe it will manifest and and it will materialize into something even if it's when you least expect it or not what you expect it as a sign that's a great answer and mm-hmm. definitely try to don't doubt yourself when you do get a sign don't you know mm-hmm. just trust it yeah and that's really what is patience and trust yeah. you know it's really what it's all about because the spirit world does not live on our time. Um, you know, they don't have an order of time or time-space continuum like we do. It's different, and they're all energy. They're not in the physical. So they may work, their mechanics of how they communicate are different than our mechanics. And yeah. sometimes we just have to kind of just, you know, say, okay, well, you know, they didn't bring me, um, you know, the whatever sign uh the rainbow today let's say i've said that before but you know when i was cleaning my desk i found a penny and it had a date on it which is their birth date so what's the chance of that happening i don't believe in coincidences and when you don't believe in coincidences you know that things are happening for a reason and some may be more significant reasons than others but i do feel that nothing is really by coincidence uh things happen for a reason so uh, it helps us to believe and to trust when we can think that way. Excellent. There is a, um, a, a if people want to kind of know what happens on the other side, one of the best books that I've ever read on that, it's, and it's a free download. It's, uh, it's called Life in the World Unknown by Anthony Borgia, B-O-R-G-I-A. Um, mm. He's a psychic medium that just took everything down, uh, transcribing by listening to uh, Monsignor Hugh Benson. Um, and, and Hugh Benson crossed over and related his experience to this medium called Anthony Borgia, who wrote everything down. And it's really a, a, a really good, colorful picture of what it's like on the other side, if anybody's mm-hmm. interested. And it's a free mm-hmm. download. It's a pre- free PDF. When I started reading it, I couldn't stop. I just, I just read the whole thing in one sitting. It was that, it was that interesting. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. recommend it to anybody. But you know what, Joanne, we're out of time. Can you believe it? I know. It goes by so fast all the time, it, Roman. It really it does. does. It does. I cannot believe it. And you know what? I cannot wait to hear from you again. I know we'll be. Well, I'm excited to talk with you again, too. Yeah. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for your questions and your calls. And today mm-hmm. was a super, super good show. I really enjoyed it. So maybe 2022 is going to be an amazing year. <laughs> we certainly hope so, right? <laughs> That's put, right. Uh, put the energy out there and then. And send out prayers out there and hope so. And uh, I hope everybody has a very happy and healthy and love-filled new year. Thank you. I, I, me too. I, I, 
I concur. What else can I say? <laughs> Thank you so much for, for being with us, Joanne, and everybody. You're welcome. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, everybody. We will, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>